Alright, so today we are talking about Toni Morrison. She is an American novelist, essayist, editor, teacher, and professor. Uh, she was born as Chloe Anthony Wolford in Lorraine, Ohio in 1931. Um, and just a little bit of background on her. Her mother's parents left Greenville, Alabama in 1910 after they lost their farm. And her father's parents left Georgia to escape sharecropping and violences against African Americans in the South. And both of those families settled in the steel mill town of Lorraine on Lake Erie. Um, and she grew up during the Great Depression. Um, and her father, he supported the family by working three jobs for 17 years. And her childhood was filled with a lot of African American folklore and uh, music, rituals, and myths. And she said her family was intimate with the supernatural and frequently used visions and signs to predict the future. So storytelling was a big and important part of life in her family, and both the children and adults would share stories with another. In 1949, she enrolled at the historically black Howard University, um, seeking the company of fellow black intellectuals and the schools in D.C., um, and she encountered really racially segregated restaurants and buses for the first time there. Uh, but she graduated in 1953 with, with a bachelor's in English and then went on to earn a master's from Cornell University in 1955. All right, so diving in a little bit to her literary achievements and uh, what she's written, um, she wrote quite a few well-known novels, including Beloved, the Bluest Eye, Song of Solomon, Sula, Tar Baby, Paradise, and a couple other pretty well-known ones. Um, and a little bit, little about a couple of them. Uh, the Bluest Eye is about a young African-American girl who grows up during the Great Depression, and she's called ugly because her mannerisms and dark skin. And the novel explores a lot of themes through flashbacks of both Frida and her sister. So it's kind of interesting to see how the story is played out through those flashbacks. So with The Bluest Eye, um, it, it sort of tanked, actually, when she released it. Um, they were, the sales were not great. People didn't want to read it because they thought it was, it was weird. Um, but then Oprah Winfrey selected um, four of her novels over a total of six years, giving them a bigger sales boost than they got um, from before. And this really helped boost her into the spotlight of the, the Harlem Renaissance famous writer that we know her as today. So Toni Morrison actually has received a couple Pulitzer Prizes and she received the Nobel Prize in Literature in 1993. And with that Pulitzer Prize, it was actually on her, her most famous book, which is Beloved. And she won the Pulitzer and the American Book Award um, prize for that in 1988. All right, so now that you know a little bit about Toni Morrison, um, we're going to take a look at some of her works, um, mainly focusing on Beloved because it is um, by far her most famous work, and it's got it's got a really nice um, writing style to it. So this book is it is a little difficult to read, like if you 
if you gave out awards for novels that are hard to read, this book might just walk away at the grand prize. But it's not because the language is that complicated. I mean, as far as contemporary novels go, um, Toni Morrison, she writes pretty streamlined. Um, here's a couple quotes to to just give you an idea of what the sentences in Beloved are. Um, this one is from chapter 4 of Beloved. They were not holding hands, but their shadows were. And from chapter 19, Beloved is my sister. I swallowed her blood right along with my mother's milk. So you can see she's got nice short sentences, short words, nothing too complicated. But although her her phrasing may be simple, it sure packs a big punch. So on that first sentence I quoted, they were not holding hands, but their shadows were. Um, like a lot of her language, it's pretty sensory. And we can almost see how the characters look as they walk down the road. And it's got a lot of major symbolism going on, too. So with that imagery and symbolism, you can you can see and feel and interpret that the touching shadows could symbolize their growing connection to each other, or that the fact that it's their shadows touching and not their bodies that suggests that maybe the relationship is just an illusion. But because she plays with two possibilities here, and the sentence captures them both, you can you can get a feel for how really advanced and um, inferential her her works are because there's a lot of things that you have to you might have to read a couple times just to understand it at all. So that next quote, "Beloved is my sister. I swallowed her blood right along with my mother's milk." Um, that one is is a little uh, a little out there. Um, this Denver, who is the the character in question here, drinking Beloved's blood along with all her mother's milk. That's just kind of weird. But her use of the words "right along" in there really ups the the shock value of Denver drinking Beloved's blood because it's the kind of like down-to-earth language that makes you appreciate things at face value. Now, of course, Toni Morrison's style isn't all straightforward like this. It's not all um, super like vivid imagery and symbolism, um, but she does use a lot of metaphors um, which help express her ideas or her feelings. Um, and it's sort of like a like a shortcut, and an example of this is that um, there's this character named Paul D, and they reference his tin box heart um, a lot in the in the story itself, and it if you think of like the Tin Man from Wizard of from the Wizard of Oz, it's something like that. Um, the Tin Man is he's looking for a real heart. And Paul D's um, development throughout the novel is a lot like the uncovering of his actual heart or his ability to feel emotional experiences again. But he has to contend with Beloved first. Um, in this quote from chapter 11, he says, Beloved, he said it, but she did not go. 
She moved closer with a footfall he didn't hear, and he didn't hear the whisper that the flakes of rust made, either as they fell away from the seams of his tobacco tin. So when the lid gave, he didn't know. So in that, in that little excerpt there, you can see what Toni Morrison is able to do with the whole tin box metaphor, because instead of explaining how his encounter with Beloved makes him start to feel all sorts of strange emotions again, she just describes the way that the tobacco tin is giving way to, in this case of the metaphor, to the elements, but um, it would be through love with Paul Dees. Some of Toni Morrison's novels are a little bit difficult to read because um, she said that she wants her prose to recreate black speech to, quote, restore the language that black people spoke to its original power. And for her, language is the thing that she loves a lot because saying the saying of words and holding them on the tongue and experimenting with them, it's, it's a love and a passion for her. Now, her writing has the quality of speech. She, she strives for this effect, and she calls it oral literature. Um, she hears her prose as she writes, and during the revision, revision process, she cuts phrasing, which sounds like literary or written rather than spoken, because she wants to give you that feel of actual like being there in the storyline, in the dialogue, hearing, hearing the story as, it's, as she meant to say it. Toni Morrison has said on multiple occasions that she wants her readers to participate in her novels and be actively involved, um, and she uses the model of the black preacher who requires his congregation to speak, to join him in the sermon, to behave in a certain way, to stand up and to weep and to cry and to accede or to change and to modify, and she wants readers to say this amen. So her writing is meant as an experience where you are part of the storyline and this sharing of passion and ideas and responses and her holding the reader's hand during the experience because she is the one who carries you throughout the storyline and gives you the dialogue that she wants you to experience. Tony incorporates a lot of themes into her novels. Like you can, if you took... If you made like a bullet point list of the major themes in like her top however many novels that she has, you would see a trend there. Um, there's this sense of loss in all of her all of her novels. Um, and she feels deeply the losses that African Americans experienced in their migration from the rural south to the urban north from 1930 and the Great Depression until 1950, and they really lost their sense of community and their connection to their past and their culture, and the oral tradition of storytelling that she grew up with was no longer a source of strength, but um, another one of her themes which really adds to her storylines, um, what happens in the novels is that she places her characters in sort of extreme situations and she forces them to the edge of endurance and then pushes them beyond what we think that humans being human beings would be able to bear and these conditions that she puts them through they reveal their basic nature and we see that 
even good people act in remarkable or terrible ways. And this push towards the abyss reveals what's heroic. Um, Toni Morrison's mo novels really, you have to perceive them in a different way. Um, like in The Bluest Eye, the reason it, it didn't sell so well is because perception is one of the key elements in how she wrote it. Um, how the characters in there are perceived or seen by others and how the person reading it internalizes that perception or how they perceive the other characters in the story and the perceptions of these characters helps to create and reinforce the reader's sense of identity or lack of a sense of identity with the characters themselves. Now going back a little bit to her novel Beloved, um, there's a couple themes in there that are prevalent across all of her novels, but then there's also a couple that are specific just to this novel itself, and that would be um, masculinity or being a man in the novel Beloved, because it there's a, this big juxtaposition between the men and the women in the novel, and I'll explore into that a little bit um, in a minute after I go through the rest of these themes, but it's really interesting to, to absorb while reading it. Um, a couple other ones are love, um, slavery, family, and the supernatural. Um, and these are all, these could all be argued that they're shown across all of her novels, but the way that she incorporates them into Beloved um, really just brings them into a whole category of their own. So in Beloved, being a man is really anything but simple. Um, the leading men in the story have some complicated relationships with women and with themselves, and in order to prove their masculinity, they want to own things. So not owning anything, including themselves, um, leaves them vulnerable to some pretty serious psychological issues. Um, and in Beloved, a man is only worth something if he's claimed by someone else, like a mother, wife, child, friend, otherwise he just won't have a meaningful life. And also, a real man is someone who resists authority and does his own thing. So it's, it's kind of weird to see because if you think about masculinity in today's era, it's, it's this notion of being powerful, being independent, but in Beloved, you, it's really opposite. You, you are dependent, um, and if, if you're in this, this community that Beloved takes place in and you're not claimed by anyone, it's, you're, you're not a man. So it's, it's just really interesting to see the differences between how this, this novel, which was written in 1970s, but it takes place in late 1800s. So it's just really interesting to see how far that masculinity and humanity as a whole has come since then. Toni Morrison does use a lot of um, that syntax that I talked about, the symbolism, um, her metaphors, and her imagery, but 
like any good writer, she does vary it up a little bit. Um, she uses some some similes, some rhythm, rhyme, but her most the most prevalent ones in her novels are those few that I mentioned. Um, and it it's good to have a specialty, I think, when you're writing because if you just bounce around the board and try out a whole bunch of styles, nobody's gonna know what your writing style is. But if you if you picked up say, um, Beloved or The Bluest Eye, and you opened up to a random page and there was no title on the front. If After reading it for a little bit, you could tell you could get it narrowed down to a couple of people and Toni Morrison would probably be one of them because the way that she writes is just very... It's very personal. Um, it makes you feel like you are in the dialogue and it makes you want to read more of the story. Now, today, Toni Morrison isn't writing anymore, technically. She hasn't released a book for a hot minute, but um, in 2012, she did receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Barack Obama, and in 2016, she received the um, Penn Saul Bellow Award for Achievement in American Fiction, which is this really um, prestigious award that you can receive, and she got it. So, yeah, all in all, I'd say that I really like Toni Morrison. I think that her writing really is is elevated from other people's. I think that she has this really unique style of writing that it puts her in a class all her own. And I think that she belongs there, up there, with the great authors. Um, and not even just talking about Harlem Renaissance, but talking about authors in general, that she has pioneered the Harlem Renaissance, but she's also climbed her way up the ladder of literary greatness, and she's really achieved a lot. And I think that if you are interested in the Harlem Renaissance, or even if you're not, that you should check out her book, Beloved, or any of her books for that matter, um, but specifically Beloved, because it's it's what made her famous it's what brought her to the spotlight and I think that she is a really amazing writer thank you